wanted to briefly come on here and chat with you guys about the uh, state of the world economy. There's a lot of important things that are actually happening that may impact the quality of your life. Um, one of those things is the effort for, I think, globalist interests and large bankers to pull the rug under China and uh, essentially collapsing their their real estate bond market. There's all these developers there uh, that are essentially in debt um, upwards in the trillions of dollars at this point. Developing buildings and apartments and condos and all these things in the residential sector uh, that just either aren't finished yet or um, there's nobody living in them. And if you wanna know more about that, you should just go on Google Images and type in Chinese ghost cities and look up all of these cities that are completely built out um, with nobody living there. Now, there's a lot of reasons for that. Um, I'm not gonna get into the, the conspiracy realm of that, um, but there are people who believe that the idea that China would be building massive condos and residential properties uh, that are essentially not being used at all. I'm talking like entire cities that no one is even present in. Uh, there's, a, there's really because um, they're expecting an influx of wealthy Westerners to flee there following the collapse of Western civilization. That includes Europe and, and uh, North America. So that aside, you're watching as the globalists have turned on China because the Chinese, uh, Xi Jinping, the president there, has essentially been uh, declared president for life. And so what's happening now is he's actually taking control, more of a nationalist perspective on China. Uh, he's double-crossing some of the globalists, the same globalists like the Rockefellers who put Mao Zedong in power in 1949. And those same globalists have been funding the projects and financing all of China's rise to power. That includes influencing our politicians here in America, as well as Canada and Europe, to ship off our manufacturing sector, to be building everything there in China, utilizing slave labor. And this is why products are so cheap as they are. Uh, they're so cheap that they could be made in a different country and then sent to us, and we're still paying uh, a nickel and dime for it. And so what's important is that we as America and the really the Western civilization, the Western countries, we lost our manufacturing sector. We were giving it up to Asian countries uh, who are willing to put in that work to create all those products. And so what you're watching now is essentially the utter collapse of that with the supply chain. So with the COVID hitting and what it did was they said, okay, we're going to have COVID hit in China and it's going to come out of Wuhan. And, you know, people speculated like, okay, it's now people realize that it was a bioweapon that was made in the, in, uh, you know, University of North Carolina and then shipped over to Wuhan. And Dr. Fauci was involved in this entire operation. And so I think a lot of people realize that the, the COVID itself was a weapon um, and it was used not to kill people but it was used to shut down the world economy and to reorganize it, as we've been discussing on the podcast a lot with the economic great reset, as the World Economic Forum tends to talk about uh, a lot. I mean, I pull it up right now on their website, just always talking about the great reset, right? And so I think that, you know, we have the COVID thing that happened, and I had explained early on that the crisis was never the pandemic, it was always the supply chain it was always going to be how the economy was going to respond and what a real modern day depression would look like. And so what we're experiencing today is a uh, almost a controlled demolition of the world economy. Uh, that includes uh, China not being able to get their uh, shipments out because 
Either they have a COVID case and then they shut down their entire plant, so therefore they can't make anything, they can't produce anything for two weeks until everyone's tested and everyone's negative and everyone can go back to work. So there was a lot of those supply chain uh, crisis. Of course, there was the lockdown even prior to that. So now with this sort of overburdening of creation of all these products, it is funneled at these ports all over California, which is also uh, what I would say a manufactured crisis because there really isn't a reason why these ports are being clogged up. Now they say it's just too many at once and yada yada, but you know, it's really odd that these are purposefully being, you know, um, uh, it's a purposely being a problem. And so we do still live in somewhat of a democracy. I would say we're obviously a republic in our constitutional republic in America at least. So what's been happening lately is the uh, Department of Transportation who's in charge of running some of these uh, operations when it comes to trade, uh, when it comes to shipments and things have been getting heat from the public, including the mainstream media to essentially speed up that process. That's why you saw like Governor Ron DeSantis, for example, saying that, hey, we're gonna welcome supply ships if they want to come to our ports here in Florida. So what literally happened was in shipments coming out of India and the Gulf of uh, Oman and the, uh, the Emirates and the uh, Chinese as well as other Asian markets started to literally turn their ships to go south uh, underneath the uh, uh, South Africa and uh, going into America, into Florida. That's how they're getting in all of these products now. And so it's these little states like Florida and others that are making do with this crisis that I would call it uh, manufactured. Because as soon as Ron DeSantis said, hey, I'll have all these ships come to Florida, that's a lot of revenue for Florida. Um, if ships start getting used to coming to Florida and not California anymore, it would essentially collapse some of this major California economy. Uh, which if you don't understand politics right now, Florida being kind of a red Republican state and California being a blue state, California is propped up purely based off of its trade and its value in trade and its location, 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 as they say in real estate. And so with California purposefully shutting down their piers and not getting to all the ships and sort of stag, uh, stagnating this entire process of, of supply chain to essentially what I said uh, on the story on my Instagram before, which was to create in the mind of Americans and Canadians and, and, and Mexicans as well, uh, this idea that there is limitations to purchasing things. You know, they've already started that at the Costco's and at the local grocery stores and stuff with, they limit your toilet paper use and your paper towels, right? These are like what I would consider necessities. I mean, in a first world country, we get to have a necessity being toilet paper, right? But it is a necessity and so, what happens is this, they start to limit the consumption of it, it creates a panic, right? Um, and so what they're trying to do is legitimately stop the flow of supplies so that there can be empty shelves to impregnate in the minds of Westerners that you know you can't always get what you want. Um, and there's there's a scarcity around supplies and you know, you're gonna have to get used to this idea of, of being enslaved and being, um, you know, inconvenienced. It start, starts with an inconvenience, but then it's going to end up becoming, you know, if you don't have a vaccine card, you can't get your tomato soup. So it's starting with this element of collapse, and I would say a manufactured crisis, to, again, like I mentioned, impregnate the mind of Westerners to think that there's some kind of scarcity, and to think that if I can't get these goods, you know, how am I supposed to live? And so it's a manufactured crisis in the sense that they're going to buckle you and break you where it hurts, where you can't consume the 
the same things you were consuming. You can't go get the toilet paper. You can't go get the dish soap. You can't go find these normal everyday products and consumer goods uh, because it's just not available because of the supply chain. Now, the average person has no idea about a supply chain. They have no idea what that even means. They have no idea that that's actually happening. And so what they do in their head is they're like, oh my gosh, there's empty shelves. There's not enough. And so again, just like you saw with COVID and this panic around COVID-19, there's also going to be a set of panic in this idea that there's not enough, you know, um, whether it's food or uh, consumer electronics or clothing or whatever, there's just not going to be enough. And so people are going to kind of go into this mode of panic. And so when people get into that mode of fear and panic, then government steps in and says, well, we really ought to regulate this. So we really have to take full control over a particular sector of the economy, just as you saw with COVID-19. The same exact program, just in a different way. It's just a different weapon system. It's like, it's warfare we're in. And, you know, we got the sort of the infantry, let's say, for example, that was the mode of attack uh, for the COVID-19 bioweapon. Now we're going into more of an economic supply chain attack. Let's just say that's a tank squadron or some kind of tank battalion where it's a different different artillery. It's a totally different set of warfare, totally different set of rules. And so they're utilizing this form of warfare to, like I said, to usher in the great reset, right? To get you used to the idea of, well, you need to limit your carbon use. Uh, they're coming out with new carbon credit cards, things like that. Just so you understand the yuppies out there, environmentalists and things, carbon is not a problem. Um, we're actually in a carbon neutral zone now, uh, generally speaking, all over the planet. And actually we need more carbon. Uh, there used to be a lot of carbon in the atmosphere. That's why the dinosaurs live. Lived, right and so I'm not gonna get into the climate change kind of thing but the point is is they're gonna get you used to this idea that you're a carbon-based being and that your cow is farting so it's a big problem uh, but also you know everything you do it has a quote-unquote carbon footprint I'm sure you've heard of that in your environmentalist circles so all of that is a chicanery bullshit um, the idea to track your carbon is just a new set of rules for the elites in the world who do not give a fuck by the way about their carbon footprint and don't give a fuck about all the investments that they've made in uh, Goldman Sachs and others where they've built up manufacturing plants in coal plants like places like China, for example, that has zero regulatory uh, power over what they do and how they spread in the environment, how they spread pollution in the environment, uh, how they harm the environment. So again, don't give me that, 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 that fake story around we need to protect the, the earth because it's not really about that. They would be serious. If they were serious about it, they would be talking about pollution. They would talk about overfishing. They would talk about toxic waste dump in the oceans. They don't talk about that. They never do. Any of these climate change summits, any of these world leaders going to all these climate change deals, it's never a topic on the agenda. I, why do you, how do you know that? I know it because I read the agenda. I actually read the planner. What are they going to talk about? Oh, carbon here, carbon in India, carbon in China, but not even touching on it. And then carbon in America, how it's so horrible and how, you know, so it's just this BS. So they're going to get used to now they've got COVID and this idea that they have medical autonomy over your life. They have medical autonomy over your body. They can tell you how and what to take. And for better lack or better or worse, if you take a booster shot, if you've already taken the vaccine and you take a booster shot, you're going to die. You are shortening your life. I'm not even going to get into that science right now, but if you continue to be a yuppie and continue to take the vaccines and do the things that you're doing now, um, you're going to live a short life. It is destroying your immune system. So I'm not going to get into the details of that, but I'm more than welcome if you're interested and you're listening to that, you want some details on that, I will send them to you. Trust me, I will send you medical real science that tells you exactly what's going to happen if you do decide to continue to get your little boosters every six months or four months, whatever it's going to be. And so now they've got this idea that you have 
no medical control over what goes into your body. Uh, and then they're going to get you used to this idea that you need to have um, selection, be selective. You're going to have a scarce environment. You're not going to have enough food at the stores. You're not going to have enough environment uh, or uh, you're not going to have enough consumer goods at the stores. So you're going to have to limit consumption. Again, can people limit their consumption? Is this, is this a big problem in America? Absolutely. So I'm not really having that argument right now. But when you have an artificial limitation on goods that are available and not available, that's when you have a problem. You have government bureaucrats trying to control these systems that we all rely on to live in this first world country. So they're going to get you used to the idea. This is, I'm telling you information that like you're going to start seeing, but everyone's going to panic and everyone else is going to start thinking differently. They're not going to know what to think, but I'm telling you that it's manufactured, that this is not a real thing. Just like COVID-19, sure, it's a virus, but again, the death rate, all of it, not nearly the level of the media's uh, hyperventilating, right? And so this is how they create manufactured crisis. And then they have always, they always have a response to that manufactured crisis. And so same thing about the climate change model. They've told you that there's this problem with carbon and that it's in the atmosphere and it's horrible and it's, um, you know, heating up the atmosphere and melting the ice caps. Again, they're saying this for, they've been saying this for three decades without any proof scientifically, just all fake science, artificial science, just like the, the vaccines are safe and effective. The same mode of science that goes into that, the mistrials, the lies, um, just pure lies. I mean, it was what it is. So same level of lying, but around an environmental crisis that they say. There's an environmental crisis, but it's just not what they say it is. Does that make any sense? There's a health crisis. It's just not COVID-19. To make any sense? There's a health crisis with heart attacks and real problems and malnutrition and the lack of, I would consider, micronutrients, the lack of health um, uh, habits in general. I think that that's a, there's a major crisis. It's just not the crisis that they want you to think about. They want you to think COVID-19 is the health crisis of today and that the vaccine is the answer. They're going to tell you that the idea that carbon is a, a real problem, uh, but they're going to tell you that tracking your carbon with a MasterCard that has a carbon footprint on there with your purchases may, being made and your carbon footprint being taxed. Uh, and then your amount of uh, gas that you use in your car also being taxed an additional carbon tax. So that's what they're going to utilize. They're going to say they need to collect more money for that. But what they're really doing is they're limiting the access for you and I to drive around, to be free, to have what we want, all at a cheap price because capitalism works. Now, exploiting workers out in China is not the ideal situation. What we have to do is utilize a financial system like Bitcoin, where we're investing in a digital currencies that is totally divorced from all government. We also need to do is realize that power comes from making products in the USA. And so that also means supporting small businesses in your area. These are all the little things that you can do every single day that make an impact. And if you don't do them and we don't consciously decide to do these things, then we're really going to be hurting in the long run. So I just wanted to give you guys a little update um, on just a lot of sort of world politics, world economic situations, but I hope you enjoyed this little chat. Talk to you soon.